Amen. Bazalwan, we're still continuing with the topic, the courage to use our weapons. The weapons that are given by God Almighty. The weapons that are powerful. As Lily aware, there is this scripture that I want us to read. I hope they have it there. It's just a little bit of a review from the previous one. From 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. It says, for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought in captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is a very powerful scripture that helps us to understand why we are born again. It is very clear that we need to cast down everything that exalts itself above the name of Jesus Christ. We are born again to be representative of God because in the beginning when God created us, he created us in, a, in his own image. Now, you realize because we are here on earth, we are influenced by many other forces, but this scripture tells us that we are casting down all those thoughts. We are casting down anything that wants to exalt itself above the name of Jesus Christ. Anything that makes us not to obey the word of God. And it says, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now it's talking about our obedience, our obedience in Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now you realize that we cannot fight a physical battle, but it has to be a spiritual battle. Amen. The other week we spoke about the belt of truth, and last week Bishop was dealing with our feet prepared with the readiness of peace, going to places, preaching the gospel, being prepared, having prepared ourselves. Now you realize this, these weapons are very powerful. They will help us to be overcomers here in life. Amen. And then today, we are going to deal with the topic of the helmet of salvation. Amen. Let's read from uh, Ephesians chapter 6, I think it's verse 17. It says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in spirit and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that it may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Now the Bible, Paul here is making a prayer that we need to put on the helmet of salvation. What is this helmet of salvation? A helmet of salvation is a matter of renewing our mind. You know when you have a certain mindset, if you are socialized in certain ways, it's difficult for you to change. You have to be taught how to think differently. I don't know if you understand that. I mean, for example, as black people, I don't know if you've observed that. 
We are socialized like that. It's very rare. It's very rare. It will always be inside the cup. We are socialized like that. Okay. I can It's something. It, it, it's like that. I don't know. It's given. Think about it. I don't know. Maybe you had a cup of tea this morning. And you left your teaspoon inside the cup for whatever reasons. Those are some of the issues. Now, the renewing of your mind is like, I'm training you. Because how can I hope? Okay. It has nothing to do with salvation. Okay. So now we understand that it says, take, we need to take the helmet of salvation. What is salvation? Salvation means being saved. Receiving deliverance. That's why it's very key for us. How are you born again? When you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you are delivered. Deliverance services, being born again, it doesn't make sense to me. Because the word of God itself, when you observe to do it, it will deliver you. I don't know if you understand. So most of us, we want to attend this deliverance service, but the deliverance, deliverance. What's deliverance? It's salvation itself. Amen. Let's read Romans chapter 5, verse 8 to 10. Romans 5, verse 8 to 10. It says, But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Okay. So, now we realize, for it, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved, saved by his life. Amen. Now you realize that salvation comes through the life of Christ. Do you still remember that Jesus Christ is our high priest? And Jesus Christ didn't have to slaughter any goat or chicken or dove or anything, but he became the sacrificial lamb. He himself died so that we should have life in abundance. Now we need to understand that we were still sinners when Jesus Christ did that. He loved us so much that God came up with a plan to reconcile us back to him. And he allowed Jesus Christ to die a cruel death for you and me to be born again. Barcelona, you know, always when I look at, this, at, at the cross, I always remember the love of God. The cross is something that reminds me, the blood that came out from his body, the blood that was shed for me. The Bible says that blood in the Old Testament, you still remember we did a lesson on a tabernacle. And the Bible says uh, the priest will slaughter the animal, whatever you are bringing for a sacrifice. And that blood was sprinkled in the Holy of Holies. And when it was sprinkled in the Holy of Holies, it will atone you. It will redeem you. It will deliver you. And if God accepts the blood, the Bible says God will come down because of the blood. Can you imagine Jesus died so that God may come down? Does it make sense to us? So what is salvation? Salvation is this deliverance that we're talking about. Now it's talking about the wrath. 
What is wrath we are saved from? It is the wrath of God against sin. God hates sin. God doesn't love sin at all. You still remember when Jesus Christ died, the Bible says it was so bad because he carried all our sins. And it was like God turned against Jesus Christ. Now, that's what God hates. Now, the very sin that was upon us is upon Jesus Christ. But thank God, it's not on Jesus Christ. He's been cleansed too. Does it make sense, Banabamran? So this is where you understand. That's the wrath. Because can you imagine if God was to turn his back against us? So we are saved from that. Amen. So how do we receive salvation? Salvation is, is an eternal life. And these are gifts, it's, a, it's a eternal life, and it's also a gift from God. God desires all men to be born again. And that's why he sacrificed his only begotten son, so that through him we should have life in abundance. Don't be born again for the sake of church membership. Don't be born again because you want your child to be dedicated. Don't be born again because you want to be married by the church. Don't be born again because you want the preachers to come and bless your car or whatever success that you have. Be born again because you understand eternal life. It's all about eternity. It's all about, because don't forget, we are, our, we are spirits, and our spirits don't die. They live forever with God. And if ever you understand it, you live here on earth as a responsible person, understanding that you have to account for your spirit. Amen. So that is what is mean uh, about salvation. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 and 4, uh, chapter 2, from verse 3 and 4, it says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. It's God's desire that all men should be saved. It's, it's not an option. Salvation is not an option at all. And that's why we compel people. We anacazo them. We force them to understand the power of salvation. And my prayer is that realize that it is God's idea. It's not Grace Bible Church's idea to reach out to the nations. Amen. So you realize that we do not earn salvation it is simply a gift given to us by God, regardless of what we do in this life. Salvation is waiting for you. That's how God loves you. That's how God desires for you to be born again. Let's read Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you realize being born again is so that we can repent from our sins. Repenting of our sins is like if ever I teach you, then you learn to understand that teaspoon is not supposed to be inside your cup. Does it make sense? So repentance is change your ways, change how you do life, change how you believe certain things, imbibe the values of the word of God and live by the principles of the word of God. James 1.21, let's read. It says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. 
The word of God is able to save our souls. The word of God is able to take us to another level in life. The word of God makes us to be sober-minded. The word of God makes us to be rational in how we do life. You learn respecting each other. You learn understanding each other. That's why the Bible says dwell with each other with understanding. It's the word of God that will help you develop that, that, those values. So, so from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, it tells us that how would you like to have supernatural protection wrapped too tightly around your head that it would safeguard your mind from every mental assault of the devil. Can you imagine, I like computers. Computers, it doesn't matter how excited you are. If you want a program that is not programmed in the computer, you'll never get it. So your salvation should be like that. If ever the devil comes with something that you are not programmed with, you shouldn't act on it. Does it make sense? We should learn to be like that. Why is it when the devil tempts us, we act like this? It shows that we still don't understand our salvation because we need to reject it. We cannot... You can't interpret CB because it doesn't make sense to you. You are born again. You are cleansed, washed by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's very important that our minds, that's the helmet of salvation. Once you renew your mind with the word of God, you will not entertain sin. Amen. It says, well, you may not realize it, but if you are a child of God, you have already been given this kind of safeguard to protect you from the enemy's attacks against your mind. That's why we need to put on the full armor of God. God has already given us a tool to protect ourselves. And that's why you must do away with those things like that scripture is telling us. Do away with any wickedness. Do away with any evil. So that even if it comes... You just know it's not mine. You just know it's not yours. But it's amazing, some of us, we are easily tempted. Who are you? The Bible says a double-minded man, if you are a Christian and also you are of the world, you'll receive nothing from God. Amen. So we realize in the book of Ephesians, when it talks about this helmet of our salvation, it means we need to renew our minds. Let it be that whatever you see, it's pure. It takes discipline to reach that stage. It takes renewing your mind, understanding the word of God, living by the principles so that everything to you is so pure. That's why the Bible says, even if we can take deadly poisons, they won't poison us because our minds are so pure. We are not even thinking of poisoning. That's why because you don't believe in that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but if you will receive it because you have a connection in, with your faith of believing. Amen. So in this final chapter of Ephesians, Paul deals ex extensively with the subject of spiritual armor. 
By the time we come to verse 17, we have already talked about the, you still remember the belt and all, the belt of truth, the breastplate, the righteousness, and the shoes of peace, and the shield of faith. Now Paul speaks to us about the helmet of salvation. It means the helmet of salvation, you put it on after all, everything. After you've done everything, you renew your mind. You understand that you are going to a battlefield because the life is a battle. Life is like you are in a war zone. Life is like you are forever challenges, challenged by issues. So it tells us that uh, when you understand, I don't know if ever they would have a copy of a helmet of a soldier, of a Roman soldier, but it's okay if they don't have. Oh, there, they do have. So you see that helmet is the helmet that protects. We'll talk about certain qualities of those helmets. And it has many other things that we need to learn from it. It says, when a soldier is suited up for battle, the helmet was the last piece of the armor to go on. Meaning is the last thing, oh, but God, after Wednesday, everything, put in the belt, and so on. You put on that helmet of salvation. And then you, it means that it was the final act of readiness in preparation for combat. Are you prepared to fight in life? If you are prepared, put on the full armor because once the devil can attack your head, you are in trouble. So if the head was badly damaged, the rest of the armor would be of little use. Do you still remember, even in those times when they died, do you still remember what David did after killing Goliath? Cut the head and brought the head to show that the head is very important. So can you imagine if we allow the devil to influence our heads? Amen. So we should never be a trophy for the devil. So the assurance of salvation is our solid defense against anything the enemy throws at us. That's why the Bible says, work out your own salvation. You have to work it out. Do you read the Bible? Do you understand the Bible? Do you apply the principles that you... Do you have your daily devotions? Are you disciplined in your walk with God? What is it that guards your life? Because you have to put on this helmet of salvation. Because daily, if you come out of the house without the helmet of salvation, you are exposed. And your head may be cut off any time. So Matthew 10, verse 28, let's read. It says, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Amen. Now the Bible yet clearly tells us that we should not fear those who cannot, they can just build, kill the body but not your soul. Your soul is very key. And how do you protect the soul is with the word of God. By putting on. Because what comes into your heart, what you process, is what defines who you are. Does it make sense? If and so on, nobody can change that for you. Nobody can take away the you in you. You have to protect the you in you. And if ever people say negative things about you, it depends. Do you believe them or you choose to believe the word of God? Do you still remember the 12 spies that went to, sp to spy Kenneth Land? God had said, you know, when you read the Bible, it's so amazing when God says, kill this 10 who don't believe in my word. And Joshua and Caleb were the only two 
who lived. Read the Bible. In the book of Numbers, you'll realize that unbelief is something that God doesn't want in the church of God. So we need to renew our minds. Amen. So you need to realize that the devil can only kill your body. That's why Jesus Christ, when he died, he said, it is not the devil who's king. I'm rendering my body. It's me who allow it to happen so that I can go to the pit of hell and get the, take hold of the keys. Does it make sense? So it's very key for us to, to understand that as we prepare for Satan's attack, we must grab the helmet and buckle it tightly. As you can see, it's buckled tight. Okay, you know Dikuta or something. Dinale something in tight because it mustn't fly away. You need it. You cannot afford to lose it. Bazalwani, you cannot afford to lose your helmet. You know, yesterday or, okay, during the uh, crusades and so on, I don't know if ever you've observed, it's very difficult to minister to someone who is mentally disturbed. There's nothing you can do with them because their mind is gone. And it's affecting their soul. It's so difficult to minister to such people. It's something else. I don't, and that's why when we are depressed, it's like we have lost our minds. Never allow depression to come upon your life. Depression, and there is nothing. You'll never come out of it until you understand that you have to protect your mind. Does it make sense? So depression sometimes, I'm sorry to have to put it, I know we go through it, but it's a choice that we make. Okay, control of your life. And as a result, you lose it upstairs. Does it make sense? That's why that in your anger, be careful. Don't sin. Don't go overboard with your anger because you lose your mind. And once you lose your mind, even if it doesn't make sense because you're already upside down for when. Amen. So be aware that salvation is not limited to one-time act or of the past or even for future hope. Sometimes salvation is present. It's now. What do you believe now? Do you understand the word of God now? Not You need to believe God now for right where I am. I am blessed. I'm highly favored. I know surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life because I know God is on my side. It's present. It's now. So put it now because without that helmet of salvation, anything that anybody says about you, you know people can, but like, hey, kiss, kiss. You'll always get something about life. So now protect yourself. Understand what it means to put on the salvation helmet of salvation. Because that's why you get born again for life and you grow. It doesn't matter. It can be 50 years, 50, 100 years and so on being born again. But the truth is this. We are becoming daily. It's progressive. But you live it one day at a time. Amen. 
So we need to realize it's our daily protection, deliverance from our sin, from our sin nature and Satan's schemes. Don't forget, the Bible says the devil has schemes against us. And you'll never know what's going to own on a little scheme against us. You don't make appointment in the bone. You don't say anything to them. But back up, let's go. I'm on to you. Back in a couple of five foot, I want to go to the bottom. Corey, by his good, how about that? Who heater? They know your routine. They understand how you live. So these are the schemes of someone who is studying you. Don't deceive yourself and think that the devil doesn't care about you. The devil cares, wants to destroy you simply because you are a representative of God, Jehovah. You are made in the image of God. So he cannot fight the devil and uh, God, and win the God and win the battle, but he can fight you by defiling your mind. Amen. So because of the power of the cross, the enemy has no longer, no longer has any hold on us. According to Romans chapter 6 verse 10, let's read it. Romans 6 10, it says, for the death of... For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Die once and for all. You are born again. I get all you are born again. Most of us are born again. Die once for all. Die once for all to sin. Die once for all and live to glorify God. Live to magnify the greatness of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. It reads thus, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Amen. We need to understand that the message of salvation is the power of God, and God who is bigger than... Do you know, uh, we were just discussing this with Bishop, you know, understanding that one day to God is like a thousand years. The speed that God does things, we don't comprehend. When God says, I've given you all these things, but when, because it takes years and times because you are in the physical, you are, you are slower to comprehend what God, and you don't see it with your natural eyes. That's why it's like, I give up, God is not doing it. You are giving, it, you are giving up on something that is for sure. Salvation is for sure. Your provision is for sure. Understand? It's for sure. It's not maybe. Maybe it's because we are double-minded. And because we don't see it, we think it's not there. Whatever God has promised you, it is there for sure. Act on it. Believe on it. Believe on it like... Can you imagine if we could do that with the truth of the word of God? What God has for you in store. I mean, and you just think of it. And do you know most of us, when it comes to going to work, we don't even imagine 
You don't imagine that. Guru, you are so committed to the cause that even if why are we not that prepared with the word of God? Meanwhile, your boss can run away with the money but never God Jehovah will never do that to you. Amen. So it's very key to understand who this God is and understand that putting on the helmet of salvation, that's why I like it in the book of Hebrew chapter 11, those who died having faith. They may not have seen it, but they died believing. Die believing. And I know that that seed, it will never die. Your children or your grandchildren will benefit from your faith. Amen. You've planted a tree in a family. You've planted a tree in your... By, by being born again, just know that you are not born again for yourself, but the whole family will benefit from it. Amen. So Satan understands that these promises are real to us. It's just said that we don't understand. And that's why he wants to defile our minds. He wants to make us not to believe in the power of the word of God. So we need to learn to keep our helmet buckled so that his fiery missiles do not lodge in our thoughts and set us on fire. Put it on, because you never know. You know sometimes, you opportunity. It's something, all of a sudden. And now, because your mind is not pure, your mind starts running around, entertaining these things. Renew your mind by putting on the helmet of salvation. So we realize that through, uh, through this helmet of salvation, we can destroy the arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That's according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, casting down arguments. Why argue? You still remember Eve was defeated because, oh, argue with the devil. Did God say? And she thought about it. Really? Did God say that? So it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bring your thoughts. Go to filter your life. Filter whatever you do through the word of God. Use the word of God as a sift for your life. So that whatever you do, you do it. We shall be sitting against the word of God. And you understand it's the word of God. That you so the word helmet in Greek is taken from the Greek word. P-E-R-K-E-P-H-A-L-A-I-A. I know. Wing with Mufat. Okay. Pekafalia. Something like that. Pekafalia. It is not a compound of, it's a compound of words, peri and kepalia. The word peri. Peri means around, so put it around, cover it around your head. Let the word of God, cover expose, cover it around the word, put on this helmet. That's what it says. 
you discover that the word paracalia denotes a piece of armor that fits very tightly around the head. Okay, it's like a metal thing and it has some cushioning inside so that it's kahoheta. But one thing for sure, it's a metal so that the missiles from the devil, the missiles from the devil against you, they just bounce around you. They just bounce back. They don't hit you. So that says there are missiles against you. Don't think how you born again, you know, and you also get worse. I never used used to like this. I never I never tasted this, but once you're born again, sure. So whenever you understand these things, you put on that so that your mind stays pure. Your mind stays clean. You don't entertain any thoughts that are brought by the devil. Thoughts will come, but it depends what you do. Once you meditate on the, that's why the Bible says meditate on the word of God. Day and night. Why med- anything you meditate on becomes part of you. Amen. So the piece of armor is very strong. It's very solid. The word of God is solid. The word of God is strong. The word of God, when you put, on, when you put it on as a helmet of salvation, it will protect you against all the wiles of the devil. Amen. Why would the Holy Spirit compare a piece of weaponry like this to salvation? Because your salvation is the most important, the most complicated, the most elaborate, the most honored gift God ever gave you. Salvation is so special, Bazalon. You have dignity. You have something about you. You know, eh? Bishop Freddie, are you are separated. You are distinct. Salvation makes you first time Why? That's what salvation does for you. Amen. So Paul calls this marvelous gift the helmet of salvation. It's the glory that you put on for you to be an overcomer. He likens salvation to those uh, helmets that were worn in the head where everyone would notice. And check the helmet of salvation. But because you've put the helmet of salvation, because of that, you become special, you become important. According to the word of God. I don't know if you understand. Be honest, be, be truth. Be truthful even against yourself. Testify against. If all sins or you know what, I'm sorry. I miss this one. I miss this one. But you know, there's nothing. I can't say I'm sorry. How now option but to forgive? 
No option. That, that's why you say age. Because if ever naka said, I'm sorry, no doctor, you justify it. But you can say, because we say, I'm sorry. And that's why we need to learn to say, I'm sorry, I did wrong. I was not supposed to do what I did. Amen. So by using this example, Paul is telling us something very important. When a person is confident of his salvation, and when he walks confidently in the powerful reality of all that salvation means for him, he is noticeable. He's a noticeable individual. That's what Paul is trying to say. Paul is trying to say, when you put on this helmet of salvation, you know, look, let me say that you can go high, but it's a way, and I'm waiting. Here I have a rapid to walk upon. A car me, me, one ear fat, see, I want to do it. One of the family said, Hey, ring up on a too much. Marbotem Bahaho, Umakala, you will ever sell an a day. Amen. So put on that thing, that put it on around you. Let the helmet of salvation be your defense. Amen. So you'll realize that this means this kind of helmet was essentially because of Roman soldiers' opponents carried a short-handled or called a battled axe. And when the battle axe was used, the head rolled. So what happens is, you, when you put this on, because it's protecting you. So without that, it's easy to apply that X so that they cut the chop of your head. So also we realize that if the Roman soldier didn't have the helmet or when he went out to fight, he could absolutely sure, be sure that he would lose his head. It's given. If ever Olan Satan, if ever Ukenali Fatsi, Oli Born again, Opila Molifatsing, Oyakaikai, Omolifatsing, if you don't have that helmet of salvation, be sure who you'll be defiled. You have no defense against your head. Amen. So you realize that the Roman helmet was not merely a beautiful piece of weaponry, but a defensive weapon designed to save a man's head. So when you have this understanding of the word of God, when you live by the principles of the word of God, your head will be protected wherever you go. You assert, you know your story. You believe that God is God's mercy and, and grace is upon your life. Amen. So you need to understand that salvation does that to us. When you are born again, it's not your surname. It's your lifestyle. It's the values you are representing. Amen. So we need to wear our salvation tightly. We need to buckle our salvation we need to protect our heads so that how we look at any time, how if for it, it's in place. Even how how kawa uawekens and how sober utsoka weekends. That's why the Bible says, stand your ground. Koro uwalio na kuna koriyatro uchamowe na and how utsoka mo uba na korishan na satanun temadizo. O ema we chotora and continue with life as though nothing has happened because your head is protected. 
Your values are protected. That's why the Bible says, stand your ground. After having done everything to fight, stand. Stand your ground. But once in Nekena is, you are in trouble. Amen. So realize that we will try to Hack away your foundation. The devil will try always to take away your foundation. The devil will always defile the truth of the word of God that you know. The devil will make you Those are the lies of the devil. And you do likewise. Many of us are deceived. One day, I hope I did. It was only me all over five, but none is mine. Amen. Be careful what the devil says to you. So you realize that by the time the enemy is finished with your mind, the only blessing will be will leave you is with heaven. Because they didn't end anything. Yes, Upulusu, you say your book, your name is written in the book, but you didn't end any mark. You didn't fight any battle. You didn't do anything. You yielded to the issues of life. May it not be like that. May it be that your life, or your commitment to say you are accepted as Grace Bible Church member, you are saying, I'm one of the old soldiers and I will live a life worthy of the call. Not for bishop, but for yourself. For yourself. Amen. So many believers try to do the work of God without making a personal goal to walk in full knowledge of their salvation. And it's a weakness for us. Know why you are born again. Understand why you are born again. So I'm going to conclude by saying there are several actions a believer can take to keep fastened and functioning. To keep the helmet fastened and functioning. First of all, renew. Let us renew our minds. That's number one. Our minds are a battlefield. The outcome of those battles determine the course of our lives. So, even if the opinions are wrong, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I won't read it, 1, 1 to 2. So, we must always allow God's truth to continually wash away the, the world's filth, lies and confusion from our minds and adopt God's perspective. It should always be like that. Renew your mind. But make it a point that you protect the word of God that you have received. Number two, reject doubts that arise from circumstances. You know, sometimes life happens. And when it happens, don't doubt if God loves you. God is love. There's no way occurring love God is love. God doesn't have love. God is love. So you need to understand that your circumstances sometimes may make you wish to say, We should never allow that to happen. With the helmet of salvation firmly placed, we can choose to believe what appears impossible. So even if 
ile gore go go selega and life wa bona gore mara go khonagale mo kiwetsi still wela onto believer modimo don't yield don't yield even if the devil aka go kenya mo ditabeng don't yield stand your ground ngumzalwane amen so that's why it's important for don't doubt because of your circumstances that you can read from Hebrew chapter 11 verse 6 or first Peter chapter 1 from 8 uh, verse 8 and 9 can we read just first Peter chapter 1 verse 8 and 9 it says whom having been whom having not seen you loved though now you do not see him you be you yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpress inexpressible and full of glory receiving the end of your faith the salvation of your soul so what is important is the salvation of your soul be 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 assured in your spirit that god truly loves me put on the helmet of salvation amen the third thing keep an eternal life perspective It's or how born again for or over smart more on earth you are born again because you, your eternity is for guaranteed hell is a reality and if ever you don't understand that hell is a reality you live a life as someone o sinang taba o na gana gore ha o shwile o feditse ditaba o qadile ditaba ha o shwile and this is why okay hey yeah it's african culture zaki so moyon Can you imagine o onara le dlozi lo sa itseng gore le wetse ko kae What I mean o le rapela o le kopatsela yes we need to remember our ancestor I think how le dlozi ka sesotho it sounds different from an ancestor ka sego I'll tell you one how le dlozi ga ngata o nagana ba go phantse ba tlhokofetseng ba ba golomonna ke madlozi a ka mare ha gore ke ba rapela is the practice e ke nang le yone and they are my ancestors i get abraham ke ancestor ya rona why le gana ke re mama ka ke ancestor ka bona sele okay arutse mo yone it's for another day but one thing i do not do i don't worship her ona le tsa gagwe di moemetsi it depends who chooses a life e fe Now can you imagine o ilo rapela o motlisetsa metsi o motlisetsa ba rong yo ri lo motlisetsa dilo tse ka o fela A sokola ka tsa gagwe wa fraya ka tsa gagwe kwa lenteng Now you need to live to glorify God you need to live to understand these things that keep eternal life in perspective understand that one day you are going to account before God because the very breath that you are breathing comes from God now you need to account to God Jehovah for your life so how sure how fetse ditaba o kena ditabeng so committing suicide how solving nix o kena ditabeng o tlopatella gore o ipolaetse mo sapholoswa le gore o sentse wa tshaba bophelo 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11 and 13 that's the scripture for that I will, I will not read that for now just know it nako ile the fourth thing remember the victory is already accomplished put on the salvation because you remember that victory is already accomplished when we consider ourselves dead to sin 
but alive to God. It means victory is already accomplished. That we read in Romans chapter 6, verse 11. So we, we eliminate many of the opportunities that Satan uses to trap us. So when you put on the salvation, when it comes to understanding your salvation, you are not moved, but you stand your ground. Amen. Amen. So when choosing sin, when choosing sin no longer become an, an option for us. Have a motto in life that you are born again, you are, a new, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. So that this motto sustains you. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Always remember that you are a new creation. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 1 John 3, 9. So you realize that even when the devil attacks, you are a new... Oh, attack because... Once you can understand that the sin, just know that it's the devil trying to defile you. So resist him. The fifth point. Find all hope in God. May your hope be in God. Believe in God. Psalm 73 verse 25 says, Whom have I in heaven but you besides you i desire i desire nothing on earth desire god but nothing else desire to know god desire to live god and basalani once opela opela o tabisetsa modimo your life ipliza batho babang your life ever so sweet to other people because you are living to you don't make it sweet how pretend la kopana le batho because it's you you are living a life is guided by the principles of the word of God. Amen. So it's quite important for us to delight ourselves in the ways of God. It's quite important for us to understand this helmet of salvation will protect everything we do in life. In conclusion, as we wear the helmet of salvation every day, our minds become more insulated against suggestions, desires, and traps the enemy lays for us. So you need to understand how we can say that. All the traps that Satan has done. You are like a computer. A software Satan in your mind. You don't entertain software Satan. But you have the software. A software that teaches you to love one another. To live peaceably and quiet lives with one another in all godliness. Amen. So we choose to guard our minds from excessive worldly influence and instead think on things that honor Christ. That's very key. According to Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on the goodness of God. Meditate on the good things. And in so doing, we wear our salvation as a protective helmet that will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, Bazalwani, these weapons, let us use them. 
Let's wear them. Let it not just be a scripture. But make it your daily lifestyle. Put on the full armor of God wherever you are. Be aware that our warfare is not of flesh and blood. But it's in the, in the spirit. It's in a place whereby, you know, manifestation. I don't know if ever you are aware of God is saying to us. See in the spirit. Understand in the spirit. You've been given power and authority to influence in the spirit so that it should be the desires of your heart. Manifestation is what happens because something happened in the spirit. And my prayer, may we be people of influence in the spirit so that what manifests in our lives, it's the will of God. It's what we desire because we've conquered the devil in the spirit. So put on this full armor of God. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you for giving us spiritual weaponry. That we can use to withstand the devil. I pray for each and every individual that is in the house. That mighty God, may we never take light the power of your word. Because we are aware that the devil wants to defile the word so that we don't understand it. And we are exposed to his lies. And in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, I protect these, your children, by putting on the helmet of salvation upon their heads so that, Father, it is this helmet of salvation that will make them to conquer the enemy. May it be that they'll be able to bring down all arguments that the devil brings against them. Anything that brings the, uh, comes to disobedience of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you and we bless you as we give you glory, honor, and adoration. For, Father, I believe these are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Whilst our heads are bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you are in the house, but you've never made Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Your head is not protected. You don't have the uh, helmet of salvation. You are exposed to all the ideas of the evil one. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to make a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life so that you may put on the helmet of salvation, something that will protect you from all the ideas that the devil brings against you. So if you are in the house today and you say, you know what, I want to put on this helmet. I want to live a life that is worthy of the calling. Would you please indicate by lifting your hand wherever you are so that you may pray with you. Anyone in the house, I see that and may God richly bless you. Anyone, I know there are more people. Don't go exposed because you become a devil's battlefield that tries to win over. But I'm saying, allow God, through the word of God, and you've never made that decision in your life. If you are in the house, would you please indicate by lifting your hand so that you may pray with you. Anyone in the house? Anyone? I see those hands. Please don't be shy. This is about eternity. This is about your life. It has nothing to do about any, with anyone around you, but you, your relationship with God will be restored. Okay, can you talk about one last thing? Those who have lifted their hands, even those but are still debating it, would you please be bold enough to come to the altar so that you may pray with you? 
Anyone all in ten kiko paro otle kau fella ba emisi zema tohabulo na kiko paritle mo I'll wait for you. I'll patiently wait for you because it's God's desire for all men to be born again. It's God's desire for all men to come to the knowledge of truth. God bless you. Batlang, God bless you. God bless you. Don't be shy. Just come. Just come. Don't be shy from wherever you are. This is one of the most powerful tools that you can do for your life. Your destiny will be changed. You won't be influenced by the powers of the evil one in Jesus' mighty. I know there are more people in the house. Just come. I'll wait for you. Just come from wherever you are. Don't be shy. Just come. God bless you for coming. Salvation is very important for all men. It teaches you the values of God Almighty. Anyone, I know there are more people. Ask the person seated next to you. This is the greatest miracle whereby you empower people to come before God Almighty, to allow God Jehovah to influence their lives. Just come, we'll wait for you. Amen. Amen.